So today we have a guest for Hill Cities, and of all people, Rob Gales is a member of the board of Hill Cities. And as you know, we are seeking to get men's voices out and sharing their faith story. And so, Rob, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, Jeff. So why don't you go ahead and let us know your process of coming to uh, faith in Christ and how that intersects with your business world as well. Okay, I'll do that. I, uh, so, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll give you kind of a flyby. I've had a crazy story in a, in a lot of different ways in my life, and uh, feel free to stop me at any point here, but I'll just kind of dig in here. So I'll, I'll start with my, my career, uh, and, and I'll actually go back to early 1980s. I, I began as a billing clerk for a, a local investment banking firm, and I ultimately ended up on the trading desk. Uh, in 1986, I was invited to be uh, an original partner and the head of trading and on the operating committee of a uh, startup investment bank. Uh, Twelve years later, in 1998, we sold that to a larger firm. Uh, I was a director of trading there on the operating committee of the firm as well there. And then in 2000, um, I left to focus uh, on my family. There, I'll give you a little bit more on that a little bit later here. Um, 2000, 2001. Uh, sort of freshly out of my investment banking career, I thought I could take on the world. I started a hedge fund, lit myself on fire. Then, uh, <laughs> with that confidence, I, I bought a junior A hockey team, and you know I can't even skate. Um, that was uh, more fire. So, 2001, uh, just shortly after 9/11, I was recruited uh, by an East Coast publicly traded investment bank to come in and do a turnaround. <clears throat> I did go in as a director of equity capital markets and on the management committee of that firm. A lot of challenges in that firm. Uh, we did uh, uh, accomplish a significant turnaround. Uh, had a great team of people uh, left in late 2003 uh, after we had restored the firm to profitability. So that was a, a really good run, but there's certainly more of a story there as well. 2004, uh, I joined the uh, board uh, of an organization here locally called Interfaith Outreach. It's an organization that works with families uh, through churches to help them navigate barriers in their life and crises. And I did a stint as board chair and and uh, spent about six years in what I would say just a just a really wonderful journey, uh, getting to help and see people be freed from uh, so many uh, so many challenges in life. In uh, 2007, uh, I got to experience what it what it was like to own some commercial real estate. Got crushed. Uh, at the same time, I got involved in one of the Ponzi schemes around here. Further crushed and pretty much got to my knees uh, and uh, let's just call it close to financial ruin. Uh, along the way, uh, I continued to do a fair amount of uh, turnaround and growth consulting with my business partner, Tom, who's still my business partner today. 2010, I went as a consultant to a uh, public sector employee benefits firm. Ultimately became the CEO and chair, and over that four-year period of time, it's probably the hardest I've ever worked. Very difficult concept to raise money for, and uh, literally by the grace of God, we sold it to a strategic, and I do know that that worked out well for the buyer, uh, and that saved me from uh, another another uh, bit of uh, financial ruin, if you will. Um, 2014, uh, shortly after we sold the firm, I was able to spend some time with my mom who lives in Duluth. She passed away in July of 2014, and I, I got to tell you, I don't regret any of the time that I spent with her. It was an amazing journey, but but devastating nonetheless to me. 
And along the way, in that period of time, I just continued to do more consulting. In uh, about the fourth quarter of 2015, I was approached by Mark Jordan, Jordan, who's the founder and managing partner of Vercor. Uh, Vercor is a middle market investment bank, uh, M&A boutique. Uh, Mark is probably the most talented investment banker I've ever worked with and uh, just a significant uh, man of godly character. And he brought me in in a role as business development. Uh, what I found out fairly quickly, that wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. Um, my job was to get to middle market business owners. And I threw just a lot of stuff at a lot of walls hoping something would stick. And uh, so that was kind of my first year, year and a half of that journey. Um, along the way, um, my career journey had some, let's call it other journeys. Uh, 1997 to 1999, I got divorced. Uh, I then remarried. Uh, my new wife, who actually is my wife today, Susan. Uh, Susan had two kids. Uh, I have three. Uh, very challenging bringing them all together. So much emotion, uh, so much baggage, certainly certainly by me. Uh, Susan and I, again, are still married. It's been 21 years. Uh, we've had some very difficult periods. Uh, let's just say I was not a stellar husband. Uh, just loaded with a lot of uh, wounded guilt and fear. We both met the Lord around the same time, 1998. I will admit again that she took it much more seriously than I did. Her journey with the Lord has been nothing short of amazing, and I lagged quite a bit. There's a, uh, there's a physical journey as well. 2001, I had a couple of knee surgeries, as well as a reconstructive surgery around my breathing. 2002, which is about halfway through my uh, stint at the New York Investment Bank, I I fell 20 feet backwards out of a deer stand. I broke my back in three places. And I just remember laying there looking up at the dark. My son, who was 15 years old, had watched me fall out of the stand. And I just laid there and said, Lord, what, what does this mean? And um, I didn't have surgery. Um, I was um, um, healed and um, you know, continued my journey and all this. 2007, um, I was diagnosed with late stage Lyme disease prognosis was in one or two years, I would most likely have an early onset Alzheimer, dementia, those kinds of things. Be in a wheelchair, there is no solution. Uh, we're just going to manage it uh, as best we can with meds. Um, I, I just couldn't accept that. I just started meeting all kinds of different people. I met an amazing lady who specializes in biofeedback. Um, and working with her, I was cured of that. And I actually still see her today just, just to make sure. So if that's not enough, then it all kind of came crashing down. In the spring of 2017, I, I was a little run down, not feeling well. Uh, Susan said, maybe I had to go get a physical. I said, nah, I don't need a physical. So I did. Um, and I was uh, advan or, uh, diagnosed with advanced stage uh, aggressive prostate cancer. I got to tell you, it rocked my world. Um, I didn't see it coming. I went right to fear. Susan was strong, and I wasn't. But I will never forget the feeling of it is true. Your life does like flash before your eyes. And all my decisions and that I made that were wrong, all the decisions that I didn't make, uh, it, it was a crusher. So we spent the summer meeting with doctors and oncologists and surgeons and, and you know, in a whole other story, long story short, and totally God's hand, I ended up at MD Anderson in Houston uh, on a five-week, uh, pretty aggressive clinical trial of uh, radiation. Uh, along the way, uh, the concern was this is going to spread, and I felt like I was a, uh, a ticking time bomb. 
and uh, it was a really a, a time of testing, uh, further enhanced by Hurricane Harvey, if you remember that, uh, complete devastation in the city of Houston. So um, I turned 60 on a Saturday. Following Monday morning, I'm by myself, um, sitting in a doctor's office in Houston, uh, ready to begin my five weeks of aggressive cancer uh, treatment to hopefully eradicate my cancer, wondering what on earth is going on in my life. To say that uh, it was surreal um, is an understatement. And, and in our conversation, uh, the doctor looked at me and he goes, you know, I'm looking at your scans from this morning and your scans from about six weeks ago, and there's a fair amount of your cancer that's just gone. I go, wow, what, what happened there? He goes, I, I've not seen this before. What have you been doing? I said, well, where we got to is I said, look, I don't know what you feel about this, but I got to tell you, I got so many people praying for me. We had like 35 people over at our house one night for a long time just praying. I got churches and, 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 and men's groups and, and people and friends and relatives just praying for me. He goes, well, that, that has to be it. And so it was interesting. Um, I had a bit of a ministry that went before me when I went in there. And so over the course of that next five weeks, I just basically uh, got a lot of radiation treatment, went to my apartment and slept. I didn't work, pretty exhausted. And God was working on my heart because uh, this was just something that I just couldn't even comprehend what was going on in my life. Walked out of there on November 3rd, 2017, cancer-free. And I got to tell you, I was wrecked, just wrecked by God's hand in my life. I just, I just, I still have tears when I think about how God responded to me. You know, in life, there's, there's, there's what I've found is there's, there's trials. That's sort of the things that happen to you. And there's consequences of poor decisions of which I have a bunch of those. And I just was just crazy wrecked. So, so I knew I had to do things differently. I just kept asking the Lord, what is it? What is it that I do? And so um, I continued back in my role um, as a middle market investment banking um, uh, business development guy with Vercor. Uh, I, I wasn't sure or didn't know if I was following the Lord's direction um, in doing what I was doing. I shared my struggles with, with Mark, our managing partner, and he was incredibly supportive of whatever I needed to do. Um, what, what happened is I started seeing uh, uh, primarily men that had come to me that had already sold their companies someplace else, and so many of them already actually gotten more money than they thought they were going to get. But in that process, they, they in some form had sold their you know, quote-unquote identity even though they were, could be a Christian, they sold their identity because maybe dad started it in 1959 and dad passed away and I'm selling dad's business and I sold it and I, and I feel like I disrespected my dad. And it was amazing how many guys started to come to me in really, really hard places in life because their marriages were falling apart and, and generally they just didn't know what to do when they got out of bed. So I, I just started meeting with more men. I'm trying to understand, okay, God, what is it I'm supposed to be doing? So I met with men. Uh, I got this deep realization that we as men in general have a lot of the similar challenges in a lot of the similar areas, whether you're a business owner or not. And so I just kept meeting. Uh, I, I tried counting one day, but it's literally been hundreds of men over almost the last three years. And here's what I found. I found that, that as guys, well, you know, we're, we're warriors, we're men. We, we put our heads down and we work. And, and in that, um, we ignore 
uh, our relationship with the Lord. It's like, yep, I go to church. Um, uh, we, we donate to the church and I pray certainly when I need them, but you know, God and I, we got this. Um, I'm okay there, but you know, there's, there's really no relationship there. In our marriages, been running kids around for a long time. Maybe we're not as intimate as we used to be. Our conversations are more surfacey. But, you know, isn't that the way marriages are when you're 20, 30, 40 years into it? Um, and and physically, I eat like crap. Um, I don't work out. I'm going to start working out. I am. And I've gained a little bit extra weight. I got some stress. But uh, that's kind of where I'm going physically. Cognitively, having a harder time really discerning and understanding how to call my kids and and ask what some of these things mean and and financially i don't have a plan i've been working hard i think i'm okay i sure don't have an estate plan but you know i'll figure it out somehow but but what i found is especially when you get a little bit older maybe 50s uh and older is it's this weight as men that we start feeling that the bottom's going to fall out someplace something's going to go wrong i just don't know what it is i can't get my arms around it and so what do we do we do what we think the only thing is uh, to do, put our heads down, and we work harder. Um, it is at that point that it is not if, it is when something goes terribly wrong. Enter my testimony where things went terribly wrong. So I married all of that, that journey. Um, literally every guy I meet with and tell this story to, I, I do a fair amount of public speaking, I do a lot of one-on-ones, I meet with groups, and they generally go, wow, Rob, you just described my life. Bingo. That's what God's asked me to do is just speak to men, uh, tell them my story. Uh, in no way do I judge or, or, or speak down to, to, or shame any man. But I tell my story and they plug in pretty easily and they recognize um, their story uh, in my story. And so along the way, um, I got uh, certified as an executive coach that addresses these areas. And so where I am today, um, the Lord's kind of just put it all together where I, I continue to walk with men, but now I'm, I'm going back in more intentionally on the M&A side because what I've really gotten to understand is there, there's a lot of great M&A firms out there, mergers and acquisition firms, there really are. And uh, there's a lot of firms that have great processes and have great outcomes, but, but especially from a Christian perspective and doesn't even need to be from a Christian perspective. There's so much more and so many more moving parts that goes into all of this. And so my, my process is I just, I get highly relational up front and I really like to understand from the business owner, um, uh, generally a man, um, if he's married, um, ultimately I'll meet with his wife and maybe Susan and I do that together, but really want to understand not the question, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with your life? But what do you want your life to look like after the sale? From a Christian perspective, that's a kingdom perspective. And so uh, trusting and believing that we're going to take you through an amazing process, which we will, our firm is really strong, will get you through that. But my eye is on what is it that God's calling you to do after the sale? Not only do you not curl up in a ball and suck your thumb and, and let the enemy kind of hold you there, which he is happy to do, but you're excited when that uh, check hits the bank and you're excited for what God's calling you to do because you are equipped, you've been through a lot, and um, you're ready for whatever God's calling you to do going forward. So that's, that's kind, of a, kind of a flyby, Jeff. Uh, I'm sure I missed a bunch, and I'm sure the story changes every time I tell it, but... Um, that's kind of where I am today. So um, 
today we are actually uh, we live in Minnesota now we have sold our house uh, we're moving to Denver for a variety of reasons we have a couple kids there we have a couple kids here in Minneapolis and one in Los Angeles and we're uh, we're embarking on a uh, just the next step in our journey Rob thanks for sharing and you know as you were doing that a few things jumped out at me one was that you had to face fear and you had to learn how to face uh, the, the loss of identity in terms of, you know, who am I and how do I disassociate and how do I build my identity apart from my work, okay? And it seems to me that that's how you develop uh, depth as a man, but also your spiritual voice to be able to speak into these situations. Do you have any closing thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, if 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 I sit here, even, even kind of re recounting some of this right now sort of takes me back to I cannot believe some of the stuff that I did in my life but if I allow the enemy uh, in and he sort of keeps track of uh, you know all my um, failures along the way um, it's 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 devastating it's hard to get out of it and so what what I have sort of painfully um, gone through to get to this point is what I really recognize that my life has been paid for uh, a heavy price has been paid for my life I am not the Rob Gales that I used to be and I've been bought with a price by the blood of Jesus Christ and that is what I need to focus on and so uh, that Jeffy and I were talking earlier about Matthew six thirty three: seek ye first the kingdom of God it's really true it is it is my focus is on the Lord, and I fall short in that quite a bit. But when we focus on the Lord first, and again, I, I, it's taken me a long time to get to this, to be the driving force in my life because I've been on a journey. But when we get to this place, it doesn't mean our problems go away. It just means they don't own us. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I try to move forward. Well, again, thank you, Rob, for sharing. And you can find us on the web at hillcities.org. The purpose of Hill Cities is serving men to go deeper with God and each other to fulfill their destiny. And Rob, do you have a closing comment? Yeah, I've got one more thing. And so in the last six months that, that, that we've all been kind of tossed into this, uh, this, uh, this COVID challenge, um, I have spent a lot of time uh, talking to men about different challenges. And what I found to be really interesting is that in this period of time, all of us, um, uh, I know for me, for sure, and, and a lot of people, we have personality traits and characteristics that are, let's say, not that great that have surfaced. So in other words, if, if, you, if you or I am a CEO of a firm that's been successful and is driven by fear, um, and it's always worked and everybody knows it, that's one thing. But when, when that business, the bottom falls out of it in, let's say, COVID, that fear is exposed. And God wants to deal with that in our life because we're going to move forward. Um, God's hand is on us still. He has not left us. He has not forsaken us. And we're all called to lead going forward. But the ones in the, who are called to lead going forward are the ones who allowed the, word, the, the Lord to do the hard work in this time. And it's hard. It's so hard for so many right now. But when we do the hard work, we were so equipped to move forward. And the, and the, and the, verse that, the one verse that I use, um, and I'll land the plane here, uh, both of believers and non-believers, is that God did not give us a spirit of fear. Now, if you can, if you can believe that, and know that God did not give us a spirit of fear, and remove the fear from the equation, 
but he gave us power and love and a sound mind. Let's use that sound mind. Let's use that renewed mind and let's move forward. And that's kind of where I am right now and excited for what our Lord's got. Those are good words, Rob. Thanks so much. And uh, look forward to hearing more about how God's going to bless you and Susan as you go over there to Colorado. 